Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, if there's ever been a time that you've wanted to crawl into an underground bunker, uh, 2020, this could be the year for that. It sure could. It sure could. And during the Cold War, Bobby, in the early 60s, late 50s, there it wasn't really uncommon at all for residential properties in Milwaukee to have a bomb shelter, a fallout shelter right there on the premises. But you don't really get to see them every day these days in 2020. Unless, of course, you're Bobby Tanzillo. <laughs> you got to check out one of these Milwaukee residential bomb shelters. How did you hear about this story and, and find your way into this bomb shelter on the west side. The people who owned it were related to a friend of mine. So when I saw that they were selling the house, I, I called them up. I'm like, you gotta, you got to get them to let me see it before they sell the house. Um, and so he connected me and I went over and I saw it. And um, it was super interesting. I don't, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't exactly what I expected. So when you got the invite, uh, what exactly does a Cold War era bomb shelter in a private residence look like these days? Well, this one doesn't have the big heavy uh, steel door on it anymore. So really, when you go down into the basement, you just sort of walk through the basement and you walk into what looks just like some more basement, except that this part of the basement, unlike the other part of the basement, doesn't have any windows. You know, So it's all like thick block and poured concrete construction but there's no openings. So you go in, there's like a little hallway with a little open area on the right, I guess, for storage. And then you go around the corner and you're in a room that's maybe, I'm just trying to estimate this off the top of my head, maybe 15 feet by 15 feet. So it's not huge, okay. you know, but uh, like a relatively smallish bedroom size. And, you know, there was a, a corner where there were some pipes sticking out of the wall where I believe there might have been uh, a place to attend to your business, as it were. Um, and, and then there was a couple of other pipes that lead to air vents that are out in the backyard of the house. So like when you're on the backyard of this house, there's these pipes that stand about four feet out of the ground. Um, and at the top, there's a little opening with a cap over it so like rain wouldn't get into it, you know. Um, and those were air vents into the thing, but which of course made me wonder, how could you possibly even live for any amount of time in a place like this, because if it was for fallout, wouldn't the radiation come in through the air vents? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing about. Uh, so it's a it's a bomb shelter, but there's a like pipe that leads to the open air outside. Right. I guess maybe it was just to like prevent against the blast and just kind of hope for the best. Right. Probably for like the initial, you'd be hopefully you would go in there during the initial blast, and if there was like an air like a bombing raid that was like not a nuclear thing, it would be very useful for that. And as people pointed out at the time when they were building them too, it was also very useful for for weather. For storms, you know, like if you live oh, in, sure, if yeah. you live in Tornado Alley, it's a great place to go if there's a tornado. If you live in, you know, because these were all over the country, this was not unique to Milwaukee. Um, if you lived in Florida, it was a great place to go if there's a hurricane. So you know, they they had more than just sort of the bomb shelter use. They had uses for these other uh, potential emergencies as well. But it was just sort of interesting to be in it and just to be like to see how sort of panicked people were at the time about the Cold War. You know, about Khrushchev you know, banging his shoe on the desk at the UN and telling Nixon that he was going to bury the United States. And like, people were just freaking out and you can see why, but this is like a sort of a tangible, physical, enduring result of that fear is that these things still exist. 
I mean, you look at what's going on right now between the pandemic and the social justice and the election and just all the uncertainty, the, the murder hornets and whatever else going on in 2020. <laughs> yes. You think about um, some of this seems kind of mild in comparison, right? I mean, when people were so afraid of some catastrophic attack, you know, you were seeing you know, these things on TV, like you're mentioning and, and hearing about them on the radio. There was a, a real fear in the country during this time of, of annihilation. And, and I mean, that was felt all, all over the country, including here in Milwaukee. Yeah. And that's not, and that part of it isn't gone, is it really? I mean, the, there are probably considerably more nuclear weapons on the planet now than there were then more countries surely have them now than had them then. So I'm not sure our, you know, that the danger of that is any less now than it was back then. We just have all this other stuff piled on top of it. So for the few people in Milwaukee that have bomb shelters in their basements, uh, they're, they're ready to go. <laughs> they are ready <laughs> to go. They're all set. <laughs> they are ready to go, right? <laughs> and there, there is evidence. I mean, there's reason to believe that this, there's, of course, lots more of these bomb shelters in residential homes in Milwaukee. Although finding an exact number is kind of like we learned last week. It's not exactly as, it's not like there's necessarily a public source of information where you can just look this up. Yeah, there, there were... Um, at the time, in the early 60s, there was some sort of survey done by the Civil Defense Office here, um, and their results from this survey suggested that there were at least 3,004 of these uh, in homes around Milwaukee. But then, uh, like a, news re- a newspaper report from much later than that, I think, if I remember correctly, the early 70s, said that they could only find proof that you know fewer than 10 were ever built. But that doesn't really seem to jibe with um, the stuff I found in newspapers at the time. There seemed to be quite a few homes that were listed in the area for sale where they would point out as a selling point that they had bunkers, uh, fallout shelters or bomb shelters. Um, and actually, when I ran the story on, on Milwaukee and then posted it on Facebook, quite a few people uh, posted saying that they grew up in a house that had a bomb shelter in it or their you know their husband's family lived in a house that had a bomb shelter in it. So there, there was sort of anecdotal evidence that that these did seem a little more widespread. Well, we're going to take a quick break here and come right back with more of these residential bomb shelters next on Urban Spelunking. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And we're back on Urban Spelunking talking about residential bomb shelters in homes around Milwaukee. We were talking in the first section about one that you got to visit, which uh, was pretty cool to, to see those pictures inside, you know, with these thick, thick poured concrete walls. And there was a time when, when, you know, of course, there were many of these bomb shelters in homes around Milwaukee. Uh, we said in the first half, like uh, more than 3,000 probably, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, that, you know, if that's a reliable number, that that seems like a lot of them, doesn't it? When you think about, I mean, it's you know, not that big a city. <laughs> um, but what was super interesting is at the time you saw it became all the rage in the, you know, maybe 59, 60, 61. If you look at real estate listings in the Milwaukee newspapers, there's just so many homes where, you know, the the fallout shelter is listed as one of the amenities. You know, it's just like, oh, beautiful patio, fireplace, bomb shelter. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, inviting kitchen, all the essentials. Right, exactly. I mean, it just it started to become the kind of thing that people wanted it enough that it became one of the main selling points. So that when you only had three really tiny lines to describe a house, that that was worth <laughs> putting in there. And there was a time when, of course, the bomb shelters started to become a little bit less uh, necessary, um, relatively speaking. At least people weren't as eager to have them in their homes. They kind of fell out of fashion in the 70s and 80s. And there was a kind of uh, a lot of people repurposing these bomb shelters in their basements for other uses. Yeah. So by uh, by about the early 70s, there were newspaper articles about how these had become sort of just curiosities. Like the bomb shelters were not really used for anything anymore. Some people said, oh, yeah, well, it's good if there's a if there's a tornado, we can run down there. But other than that, we don't really use it for that. Some people used it for storage. Some people put their kids' playrooms in there. Some people built like man caves, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and actually, the people who bought the house that I visited uh, said they're planning on building like a speakeasy bar in there. That's perfect. Yeah, that's fun. But it's interesting because now because it's all coming back, though, right? Because now you, if you just Google, you can find these articles about these sort of glam uh, survivalist basement bunkers where they, they're outfitted to be like high tech um like family entertainment rooms with you know projection tvs and all this kind of stuff and uh but they're able to you know bolt the door shut and it's full of you know water and other survival supplies just in case the apocalypse comes yeah that's a whole genre of the internet is the like the doomsday prepper yeah the modern day doomsday prepper People building these in their own homes. I'm sure there's still uh, folks that have bomb shelters, you know, that are that are new and modern that are being built. Um, and there's really no way to know, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things that maybe maybe you don't advertise if you do have one, or <laughs> um, right, you don't want the neighbors to you know. know. You, <laughs> right, exactly, right. Get, yeah, get, get your own, man. <laughs> and the bomb shelter has been kind of referenced in movies and TV. I mean, there's a there's a there's a whole movie, you know, the the Jodie Foster movie, Panic Room, not quite a bomb shelter, but you know, reinforced safe room. Um, it kind of makes you think, like, well, why not, right? I mean, if 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 you were living in this time, why not have the bomb shelter, right? It probably added value. It's probably a nice thing to to sleep easy at night, knowing that if if you know the end of the world happened, you you would have a chance, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I you know one of the ads I found. Um, and I included in the article, and I think you said it's going to be on the Radio Milwaukee website, was, you know, th- there were quite a few contractors who would um, started advertising that they would build you these bomb shelters. And this this sort of giant one I found listed all of the things, uh, like all of the amenities in one of these. So uh, this is, I'm just going to say quick, these are the these are the sorts of things they thought you needed in one of these in okay. circa 1961. Perfect. Yeah, fire away. So you would have a, a room that measured uh, eight feet by 13 and a half feet, the walls and roof of cement and solid concrete block, eight inches thick, adjustable storage shelves, four bunk beds, folding table, radiation detection kit, fire extinguisher, battery operated radio, first aid kit, evacuation tools. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> lanterns, sanitation equipment. Uh, and four sleeping bags. And you know, the total cost for that in this ad was $895. And now I know $895 was a lot more then than it is now. But even still, to have them dig up your backyard, cut a hole in your foundation, build this thing, and then put all this stuff in it, that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, eight, <laughs> uh, 895 was it? 895 bucks, yeah. 
Yeah, you probably couldn't build a bomb shelter for eight ninety five today. That's for sure. Well, I wonder though, what would you do with the radiation detection kit? Okay, so you find out you're in your bomb shelter, and you find out it's, there's really high radiation. What are you going to do? Right. I mean, would you, you even really want to survive? You can't go out, right? Because that's why you're in the shelter. <laughs> so I'm not. There was a whole American. Uh, there were the whole last or one of the recent seasons of American Horror Story was this this very premise, like people. Uh, selected to survive the apocalypse that were like rushed away into a bomb shelter and you know the the, the events that unfolded inside um it, it's it's the kind of stuff from a movie script right like hopefully uh nobody ever has to experience that and this has gotten dark it really but has. i suppose when we're talking about <laughs> we, bomb shelters here for 15 minutes if, that's bound to happen if we don't laugh we'll cry yeah and uh you know i guess interesting that that you know, this has kind of come full circle and people are still prepping for the apocalypse and building their bomb shelters today. I was going to say, nowadays, everybody is just sort of dreaming up their own apocalypse, though, right? Like back then, everybody thought it was going to be this one thing. It was going to be nuclear war between the United States and the Soviet Union. But now it's, you know, some people think it's going to be the evil Democrats are going to take over. Some people think it's the evil Republicans are going to take over. Some people think it's going to be the bomb. Some people think it's going to be... Uh, the pandemic like now we have just a whole variety of things we can pick and choose from ah uh, 2020 you just summed <laughs> it up perfectly <laughs> well definitely check out bobby's complete story we've got it linked at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts and podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by kenny perez handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from your membership and from on milwaukee you can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts or anywhere else that you find your podcasts. I'm going to say podcast one more time because we do ask that if you do subscribe, that you would rate and review. Let us know what you think of the podcast and what you'd like to hear. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Thanks, Nate. Indeed. <laughs>